Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You wouldn't have thought that about us, but it's true. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Gamer Central around here. Okay, speaking of games, though, yeah. this has become a hot-button issue in the NFL, and it's all spurned on by Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy, right? Which is, what is the true meaning of an MVP? We talk about this sometimes in other sports, but in the NFL, where this award now has become such a quarterback award, it's like, is the quarterback really the most valuable person or are they the quote-unquote game manager? Yeah. And now this is being taken to the next level uh, because Cam Newton has offered some commentary on it. And, you know, Cam is now part of the media, uh, and trying to get his broadcasting career going. And, you know, is being, I think, pretty candid about what he thinks about the state of quarterbacks right now. So here is Cam saying uh, Brock Purdy and others are game managers, and we were surprised by one name that he included in this. But Brock, let's, they're not winning because of him. He's not turning the ball over. He's managing the game. And if we were to put that in its own right as game managers brock parody to a tongue of valoa jared goff and really dak prescott mm. these are game managers they're they're not difference makers so i think a little surprising there that dak prescott was put in the game manager category simply because a, he's having a really great season, yeah. and B, when you think of game manager, I think you you think of someone who is really overcoming maybe like a lack of talent or something or just trying to not lose the game for you as opposed to win the game. And I think Dak Prescott's being asked to win games for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think this is a case of amnesia because coming into the season, everyone was saying, oh, the team around Dak Prescott is so good. He's got to elevate his game to take advantage. Everyone's like, the Cowboys are set up for success as long as Dak can play well. So it was like Dak had to take advantage of all this talent around him. That was always the narrative with him. And last year, he screwed it up by throwing too many picks. And I think people thought that Dak did not game manage and therefore cost the Cowboys. I, I, I get, if you think of Cam Newton as the opposite of a game manager, so athletic, cannon for an arm. Yeah. Dak Prescott has none of that. He never runs anymore. He ran a little bit earlier in his career. He's dangerous when he runs, though. He has not, the ability to do it. I think he just got hurt and doesn't want to do that anymore. He can run a little bit, but I mean, he's among he's not among the top 15 runners, I would imagine, a quarterback. The other thing, too, is he doesn't have a cannon like Cam Newton. He's not an overly physically talented guy. I've never thought of Dak like that. That's why he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, I, I think he's 
very similar to Jared Goff. The two have always kind of reminded me of each other. Dak's probably a little better, but I, I got that analogy immediately. Well, clearly it doesn't matter where you're drafted because Jared Goff was the number one overall pick and Dak was a fourth round pick, so and Purdy is a seventh round pick, so it doesn't that part doesn't matter. But so Cam does explain the difference he thinks between a game manager and a game changer. Here he is. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're going to really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. Yeah, and I, I think he's spot on here, quite frankly. I do think that is the definition of the game manager, the guy who you're saying, listen, you've got a lot of talent around you. Yep. Play more point guard. Don't screw it up, most importantly, and set up your players in the best way they can shine. I think the game changer is the guy who, yes, can have some good weapons like Mahomes as Kelsey, you know, Josh Allen as Stephon Diggs, but you are asking them at times to overcome deficiencies for the rest of the team and put the team on their back and go win a game. Yeah, I mean, if if Dak Prescott has to be the game changer in Cam's term, then the Cowboys are going home in the playoffs. That's just the way it is. Maybe I mean, that's why they have been going home. I mean, yeah, I mean the ball's been in Dak's hands for the last two years with the game on the line against San Francisco, and they've lost. If you ask Dak to get way off platform and the whole offense breaks down, he is not Lamar Jackson. He's he. They're going to lose that game. I just think that's the way it is. Yeah, I, I don't see Dak as a game manager, especially not this year. Maybe you want to go back through his career a little bit. Well, but- I mean, he's been more – he's actually had years where he's – flinged it around even more. I I don't think he's any different. Again, this whole idea that Dak's a different quarterback also doesn't make sense to me. He's had these stats before. The guy's always been an efficient passer, but he's always had this Cowboys team around him. And I think that people said, well, you know, he's part of a great team. This year, it seems like the narrative has changed because I think everyone lowered the bar so much for him. They're shocked that he's good. But I I think that's a memory loss thing. He's always been good. But he's not Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton or even Jalen Hurts who's running around and making plays single-handedly. He's he's part of a team concept. He's also being paid like one of those top guys um, and is about to get a new contract extension, at least so says Jerry Jones. Now, here's the thing about Dak and his weapons. Like, C.D. Lamb, amazing, right? We should probably talk about him more as like a top five receiver in the league, and I don't think we do because we talk about Justin Jefferson. We talk about Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, like, m- we should put CeeDee Lamb in that top five. Brandon Cooks, journeyman, listen, yeah. can be effective, but journeyman. Michael Gallup, rumor. Cavante Turpin, nice little gadget guy, like, and then Tony Pollard, like, Rico Dowdle, like, he doesn't have this. This is not Brock Purdy's roster here. Right. We're talking about offense. But through the years, though, he's always had this talent around him. And don't you remember people have said, oh, Dak's got this great, like, I'm talking pres- about now. Yeah, but even now, like, he's really running, running the offense really well. And he's managing games, and he's not turning the ball over. Like, I think he's, he's doing all the smart game. See, I don't take game management as such a, a game manager as such a negative for me. And I, I do understand what he's saying. Like, I watched Lamar Jackson play. He goes back and he holds on to the ball for about 14 seconds and waits till he makes a play. If Dak does that, the Cowboys are going to get in big trouble. So I, I feel like he fits closer to the people we we're describing than Lamar Jackson. Well, I guess maybe uh, then maybe it's the money aspect of it that's the disconnect for me because I don't know why I need $45 million for a game manager. Because it's not easy to manage a game, <laughs> it's not easy to distribute the ball like that. And Brock Purdy is. 
say Brock Purdy, I agree, is well, a game manager. He's not making forty-five but he's million. Having, he's making seven hundred thousand. So they're getting. The but steal. he will be, and yeah. I think he's an he's done an amazing job. I would vote. I think he's a game manager, and I would easily vote for him for MVP. See, Wouldn't but, think twice. But okay, we just saw though when it was Debo Samuel out of the lineup, and it was Trent Williams out of the lineup. They lost three in a row, and. Like, to me, that shows you and shines the spotlight that he's not the MVP. Like, we just watched the Miami Dolphins lose a heartbreaking game to the Tennessee Titans where they were ahead by 14 points with three minutes to go. When Tyreek Hill was in and out of the lineup, Tua looked different. And we both said Tua's MVP candidacy definitely took a hit on Monday night. Why would the same thing happen for Brock Purdy? I I see your argument, but to me, Purdy does, he's helping these guys so much. If you took Purdy out of that, if you put Jimmy G in there, I feel like these (laughs) weapons would go down significantly. But Jimmy G is always good for a turnover. That's where Purdy hasn't beat. Like Jimmy, you are always expecting to take bad sacks and turnovers. And also this three-game losing streak was a bit wonky. I mean, they lost because they missed a field goal against Cleveland, who's the best defense in the league, arguably. Mm -hmm. And Purdy still played pretty well in that game, and it was pouring rain. And then they lost to Brian Flores, just dominated the Niners. (laughs) I'll give you that. And then they, I don't remember what the other loss was, but I do remember Purdy did not play as terribly as everyone was saying in those games. The guy has a really accurate short ball. He kind of reminds me, I hate to say the same, but he's got a little Joe Montana in him. He puts... He's helping all these guys get all this yak. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, and they I think lost that, to Cincinnati was the third loss. Right. I, I just don't think game manager is this awful. Will you admit that there's Dak Prescott? If you Who is he closer to, Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson? Well, well, Brock, I mean, because he doesn't, he doesn't run. I mean, not that Lamar's running tons and tons this year, and I think that's been better for the look. At, it definitely has been better for the Ravens. They're probably the best team in the AFC. I mean, he is. I think he's running more than any other quarterback, isn't he? He seems to be hanging in the pocket a lot more to me. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll excuse a rain game when the weather has been awful in Baltimore, and it yeah. feels like the weather's been awful in Baltimore like every time they have a home game. Uh, the, anyway, the, my point is that he is – he is definitely a game manager in a good sense. Like, he is managing games really well, much better than last you, year. He's okay. keeping the ball really safe. Here's a question. When you heard that clip from Cam yeah. Newton, did you think Cam was using that as a yeah. as a compliment? No. But right. I think Cam was seeing his view of, I am, I'm this kind of quarterback, and Dak Prescott is nothing like me. That's what I think he was saying. Game manager is the opposite of me. And I was dynamic. I was making plays off-platform. Right. Dak is not doing that. Don't you guys though feel like for me when I heard this, when I think of game manager, I think of a coach having to coach around your deficiencies in order for us to succeed. Mm. So I think of Trent Dofer. I think of Jimmy Garoppolo. I think of Russell Wilson, who we're seeing right now in Denver, where clearly that's not a team that's trying to throw the ball down the field and, and, and push up a lot of points. It's hard for me to see a guy like Dak Prescott who's going to throw for 4,000, you know, almost 4,500 yards. He's going to throw for maybe 40 touchdowns and say that that's a game manager. Let's like, see, a game manager is someone who basically you're saying if the circumstances were a lot worse, we'd have no chance to win. And as we've seen, Dak Prescott can take worse teams to the playoffs than he has this year. Gee, I He's don't done know. it before. You think if, if things fall apart in Dallas, you think Dak can lift them on their back? I, I'm not sure. I love Dak Prescott as a player, but I don't think he's that kind of quarterback at all. Uh, can Russell Wilson do this in Dallas? No chance. No chance Russell no, Wilson plays like this. No, the only thing is... Ooh, that, Russell would be pretty good in Dallas. What would be wrong with Russell in Dallas right now? Um, He's slow. Yeah, Dak's uh, slow, too. Not like <laughs> right, Russ. Right, not like Russ. Um, He doesn't throw... Uh, he's not I don't know, Russ, he's, I'm sure Russ has a lot more rushing yards than Dak this year. 
Have you seen Russell Wilson try to run in open field? <laughs> yeah, but he if you see like Dak, does, Dak doesn't run anymore. Right, but it's not, it's not always all about running. Some of, it, some of it is also just avoiding the rush. Some of it is just overall athleticism. He's a younger, less injury-prone player at this point. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't throw the ball as well. I don't I don't know. And it's not like Denver has bad weapons. I mean, Corton Sutton has been catching one-handed catches for the last I mean three three four weeks in a row. Like, I know. I like to me, like that would be the difference. You say, okay, if you took Brock, if you took. Dak Prescott off the Cowboys, and you gave him some of these guys we think of as game managers. Again, the guy I thought about was, you know, uh, Russell Wilson or Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield doing this in Dallas? Again, I don't think there's any chance that's happening. Yeah. I don't know. They do have Micah Parsons and a great defense. I think they're, I don't think they're, yeah, Dak's playing way better than, but Baker Mayfield's not a great game manager, by the way. He should be a better game manager if he but was. But he is one, though. You're saying good or not good. Like, that, no, that, Baker, Baker, like Baker runs around do, like crazy. But Baker can't be anything more. Like, gate. He's not going to be a game changer. But so, here's my point. Baker, he's game he's game manager not by choice but by <laughs> talent. But Baker, watch Baker. He's doing the chaos drill all the time. He is not game managing. Baker's running around and finding Mike Evans at the last second. Like there's oh, nothing game managing. Baker's not running a game management system at all in Tampa Bay. He's holding on to the ball and trying to make plays. That's Baker Mayfield's thing. I, I and also Russell Wilson is I understand he's slow, but I think he's running for three times as many yards as Dak Prescott. Three hundred and fifteen rushing yards for Russell Wilson, one eighty five for Dak. Okay, I mean Russell still moves a little bit. Dak is Dak's lost his step in a big way since the injuries. He is not a running around quarterback. At I think all. the question is, do you consider Dak Prescott a game manager? Is that something when you think you look at Dak Prescott, you're like is that a game manager? Because DJ's point. The stats can be very gaudy. Now, maybe that says a little bit more about where we are in the NFL, right? Where the stats just, they don't, you know, throwing for 4,000 yards is pretty much, it's kind of like standard. Well, what do you guys think of Jared Goff? I mean, Jared Goff's uh, tailed off a little bit, but do you think he's a game manager? Well, and don't forget, he was getting some MVP love. Yeah. Not long ago. Um... See, he, I, to me, he fit that mold a little more yeah, because probably. you saw him on a team that went to the Super Bowl and he couldn't get it done against the elite, and they had to get Matt Stafford, a guy who I don't think anyone thinks is a game manager. Right. So, like, to me, we've kind of seen the proof in the pudding with that. Again, with Dak, maybe, again, maybe multiverse of <laughs> Maggie right. and Perloff tomorrow, um, but, like, you'd have to put him on a different team and say, okay, would the Cowboys with a much better quarterback be so much better than they are now? Like, I don't see that. But do you think, where would the Cowboys be with Jared Goff? I think they'd be worse. I think they'd be worse. Too. How many games worse? I, I don't mean, know, but Jared Goff has turned into like a turnover machine in the last four games. Well, I mean, the Lions are what, nine and four? They're, and that's the Lions. I, I think the Cowboys have a much better team around Dak than the, the Lions have around Jared Goff. Jared, that's a young team around. I don't know about that. Mm. Ooh, I, I, I would take the Lions roster yeah, now over the Cowboys. Offensive line is are good. You, guys you love Amon Ross St. Brown. Maybe he's not as good as CeeDee Lamb. Laporta looks like he's going to be great. Jake I mean, Ferguson I, looks like he's going to be great. Yeah, but. I mean, great. Better running back. Comparable, David Montgomery, comparable wide David Montgomery. David Montgomery was on the, the Tony trash Tony out of gas already. Yeah. They only have Tony Pollard. They have, two, they, have two good run, they have two good running backs. You have I, I a think, comparable top wide receiver. I mean, Amon, come on. Your guy, Amon Ross St. Brown and C.D. Lamb. No, I think C.D.'s past Amon Ross right now. I think C.D.'s one of the top You don't think he's receivers. comparable? No, I think C.D.'s better right now. Who's, who's got the better coach? But regardless, I think the Dallas Cowboys have Micah Parsons on defense. I know Aiden Hutchinson's good, but... Look at the Cowboys' defensive line is the strength of their team. I'm thinking They're about amazing. offense. Yeah, I'm thinking about offense. But Dallas' I, defense is way better. Yeah, I mean, that Detroit's Achilles' heel is the defense. I mean, they right, can't right. stop anybody. That, so I think if you put Jared Goff on the Cowboys, I think you would find a way to win a lot of games. First of all, let Dan Quinn win these games. That's the point. 
we've always had these guests on say the Cowboys want to run the ball because they have this amazing defense. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. They but can, they could. They could say <laughs> this, but they aren't doing it. So we can only go off what they do, not what they say. And Jared Goff, I think, is a better quarterback than most people think. I think he'd be fine with the Cowboys. They, maybe they're nine and four, but I don't think they take a huge. But drop again, off. so I asked again, what about Russell Wilson? Like to me, he's yeah. a. I think baby. I think Russell Wilson would have been okay in Dallas. I think they'd be nine and four, eight and five, like maybe a game. Yeah, Dak's better than him right now, but I don't think they would have a huge fall off at all. I can't see that. I mean, all you have to do is let Micah Parsons win that game for you. Did you see uh, against the Eagles? They were, I mean, they were destroying. Okay, but now I feel like you're describing a game manager. You're saying that now Russell Wilson, all he has to do is just let the defense win. That's not what Dak's doing. Yeah, and here's here's the other part, too, is if you're just going to rely on the defense, you see what happens when you get down two scores. Then you're you're at a super disadvantage because Micah Parsons is going to become way less effective because your opponent's just going to start running the ball. And the Cowboys are going to get killed, like the Niners game. Exactly. Right, and Dak can't do anything about that because he's a game manager. Well, but we're asking him to do more, aren't we? I mean, you it, ask him all you want, you're not going to get it. Okay, here's the thing: Would a game manager, would the expectation for a game manager be to win the Super Bowl? Because that's where the expectation is right now for Dak and Brock. Well, but Brock Purdy is on maybe the best complete team in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I think a lot of game managers have won Super Bowls. No, 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 not have. Yeah, you know, the I expectation think the, for Dak is Super Bowl. Yeah, do we put that on game managers? A hundred percent. Like who? Uh, I know what you're going to say. Well, I'm I wanted sure. to say it. Well, I mean, Brady had we some game managers. Matt Ryan <laughs> was a game manager. Uh, there's a lot. Eli was a game manager. I'm not great at it, but <laughs> he could have been a game manager. Well, there's Eli a, turned the ball over. That uh, You guys, Joe Flacco was a game manager in a lot of senses. Like the guys who. Yeah, but the expectation for Joe Flacco wasn't Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl because he was on an all-time heater of a run. Nobody believed he could win one. Yeah, that this is Joe Flacco elite became like a joke. I, I mean, mean, if you're looking at Super Brady's Bowl winners, in a totally different strategy. It's basically all Brady and Mahomes. But here's the thing. A guy like Cam Newton. Wait, he's Mahomes? The, I'm saying, no, no. I'm saying, if you're looking, if your name a game manager won the Super Bowl, I'm saying my only quarterbacks to choose from over the last 10 years are basically oh. Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes and Brady. Those are who have been winning, right? So, right. but as a guy like Cam Newton, who's the opposite of a game manager, who's a dynamic, lift, put the team on my back. So what about Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, yeah. I mean, Manning was not a really a Super Bowl winning quarterback, though. He won one in, <laughs> this in is, the... I mean, he won doesn't one. count the Denver game. The yeah, Denver Super not. Bowl. Well, that that was that was a game man. I mean, obviously Denver, he was game managing times a million, right? Yeah, yes, that he, was definitely game manager pain oh, mode. I, I, I meant like in this. The prime. Super Bowl still counts. No, no, he was not a game manager, but he was not obviously a great postseason quarterback. So I don't even know what we're talking about here with Peyton Manning. Well, what do you consider? I feel like the ultimate non-game managers are Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, uh, Patrick Mahomes, because he runs around like crazy. Uh, but, and then the game managers are the guys like Matt Ryan, and Brady was really great at managing games. He was the best, probably the best game manager ever. Like, Brady would do exactly what you needed to win. That's all he cared about. If you needed 300 yards, he would do it for you. If you needed a slow game, he would do it for you. He had the whole thing in front of him. And to me, that when I say game manager, I'm, I'm using it as a more positive way. No, it's not that it's, a, it's not that it's not effective. It's not that. It's just we're talking about the ex- – like, I just don't think that Dak Prescott belongs in that yeah. distinction. Like, whether it's positive or negative, it's everyone gets paid, right? So it's not as positive or negative, but I don't know. I 
when I look at Dak Prescott, I think I see someone who's being asked to be more than a game manager in a lot of ways. But I want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, we do have an update, speaking of Dak, on his contract, Jerry Jones, on Dallas Radio yesterday. And later in this hour, Perloff goes against the grain. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. So I have an important set of alerts that comes to my phone. It is... Uh, Checking account in case not, anyone uh, tries to commit fraud. No, I do have that. It's not traffic. It's not weather. All the things I'm interested in. Okay. It is a newspaper called the New York Post, which apparently covers nothing but important subjects. Yesterday, one came through that just changed my entire day. Basically, there's a gigantic debate out there in the world about showering. Showering. Yes, showering. Well, we all know we should do it. That's not the debate. A woman went on to TikTok and said that my mother showers the wrong way. Hmm. You have my attention now. There's a wrong way to shower? Yes, there is. Okay. Apparently... <laughs> Everybody, and I had no idea that this was the <laughs> yeah. case, everybody has a different way of showering. Huh. Either you stand with your back to the water or you stand with your front to the water and you don't do it both ways. You are uh, back to the water or front to the water and the two never meet. So to me, I did not know this because I assumed that everybody was back to the, back to the water. No, front to the water. Back I, to the water. Back Front to the, the water, water, you'll be too cold with your back to the water. The I don't whole... understand. It's completely uncomfortable. So you have the water flying into your face I while you're sitting it. there. Yeah, trying that's to great. Yeah. That, Thank I, you. I, I didn't right know you face. showered with your back to the water. Say you take a 10-minute shower and the water is pouring into your eyes for 10 minutes. Like, I, you don't turn... I feel like if I see on TV, uh, my image of a commercial is the back is to the water. Well, that's because they're trying to sell you something. But when you're really in there... Water, but you can also adjust the spigot. So it's like, it doesn't have to be like right shooting you in the eyeball. I mean, you yeah. can have it like on your chest or whatever. I find it more comfortable too. It's like a back massage when the hot water's coming down on your back. It's the great feeling coming down on my front and getting all over my face. And, ah, that's <laughs> that's a, it. That it wake me up. Like that's, that's yeah. part of the reason why I shower front, front to faucet. But then okay. do you turn around once you're warm? 
Not really. I, I mean, a little bit, but like, you know, mostly, mostly I'm a front to faucet guy. Yeah. Let's take a vote. Who's front to faucet? Me. 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 See? Wow. We're best friends, man. You got to just own it. Just take it. I feel good about this one. I think a majority is back. I think that's a more common So the majority's way. wrong. But you do spin a little bit, right? Like, I mean, my default position is back to the shower. Right, you have but to like, wash the front. Right. But, yeah, when you're just sitting there relaxing in the shower and deep in thought, right, I right. feel like back is the way to go. It's yeah. more meditative. This is not, we're not talking about when you're actually, you know, doing whatever you got to do. Clean whatever you got to yeah. clean. When you're just having those private moments and you find yourself sort of zoning out in the shower, is your front to the faucet or is your back to the faucet? No, my back. Because like, like you said, I want to not have the water jamming me in the face i'm the, standing there that's coming down like it's soothingly on the back of my head rolling down my back that's the way to do it that's what i would have thought yeah. i actually didn't know but i do agree with this take that i think you do it one way or the other i don't I think i don't think you go 50 50 yeah it's like people sleep on their back versus their stomach but that's like a. there's more to the story than that that's like a there's underlying issues for why you sleep on your back versus your stomach i think this is just pure preference yeah well i sleep on my side same uh, yeah oh, okay what, yeah, let's go there. What What have you guys... I'm a back sleeper. You just stare flat on your back and look <laughs> up at the do. ceiling? I do. Wow. <laughs> and it's, I love it. I like to c- curl up like a little baby in the womb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is anyone else here a back sleeper? I'm a combo sleeper, so I'm like a lot of side and back as well. Does anybody else leave one leg out of the covers? <laughs> Just one. I leave one arm. Like my one, both arms cannot be underneath the covers. I gotta have okay. one out in case someone attacks you. Just like ah. you know what? Subconsciously, yes, I yeah. think that's what it is. Okay. You're you're trained in this area, Carlos is military. Thank you for your yeah. service. One eye open, one hand out <laughs> with a knife in your hand. Um, interesting, but I think there's something to that. So like, are you confident? Are you you know less confident? There's a there's a whole thing about sleeping on the stomach versus the back. I think showering is just what I think it's about temperature throw the poll up there ej yeah do you shower with your back to the faucet or your front to the faucet you know all right let's get to our uh cowboy quickie jerry jones talking on the radio 105.7 the fan in dallas Talking about this never-ending quest to get some kind of contract done with Dak Prescott. Just do it already. Meanwhile, he said they're in a good position on these contract talks. Don't pay any attention to discussion. That makes meaningless. Uh, the only uh, thing that is uh, factual here is what I decide and what uh, we decide as a team and what Dak decides. And uh, uh, so uh, all of that has should have the nuances of that relationship as to that team and that player. And that's the way that it is. All right, so it's Jerry's decision. It's just like, if there was really nothing to see here, why isn't it done? Oh, history repeats itself. How many times right. is Jerry not going to pay Dak on time? <laughs> How many times they, are we going to do this storyline? they got burned from this last time. Yeah, it was a two-year process last time. I mean, come on. They're going to pay him now, and then four years from now, they're going to run into the same thing. This so, is, this debate feels really old. Uh, yeah, I assume they will pay him. Jerry kind of screwed this up. <laughs> he screwed it up the first time, and he's screwing it up this time. I mean, the truth is he was going to have to pay a lot of money because every quarterback's getting paid a ton of money. Whoever's up next is making $50 million. So he's going to make $50 million. There's or just no way around it. Why not $70 De- million? Defer oh. it. Defer, <laughs> defer it, like it until 2040. Uh, that's your Cowboy Quickie. <laughs> 
poll question is up right now at Maggie and Pearl. Is Dak Prescott a game manager, as Cam Newton called him? Vote yes, no. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Can I ask one more shower question? Yeah, sure. Do you guys know the podcast Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard? Yeah. Yep. So on one of those episodes, he talked about how he does, and he, and he suggests this to everybody, he doesn't fully clean his body in every shower. He has an acronym that I can't repeat because some of it's bad words, but he only cleans certain parts of his body in every shower. And then the full body shower is like a every third day thing. And his argument is, if I put soap under my armpits, on my chest, in my groin, the soapy water rinses off the rest of my body. Yeah, that's a fallacy, man. <laughs> that, <laughs> Nasty work. That and is, you can't, you really think that if you put soap under your armpits, somehow it's going to get into your nether regions? No, 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 no. The he nether does, regions the always get cleaned. The first spot. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why else are you in there? But I do agree. The first things you clean are those, what he just said. Right. right. Every like, time. You're Every like time. sitting Every there. Time. You're sitting there and scrubbing your calves in the shower. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, That's true. But I do wash my feet. Every time? Every time. Uh, I wash I my feet. You like wash in between your, your toes and everything? No, I put soap on my like hand or loofah, depending, mm-hmm. and then I wash my feet. That sounds a little dangerous. Why? I don't know. I you get soap shave. all over your feet. I also have to shave my legs. So like I'm used to kind of balancing. Yeah, wait, EJ, you kind of scrub your calves and your knees and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, you got to get everything. And what like your doing? shoulders. What and... <laughs> yeah, what are, we, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Wait, well, what we do you mean? doing a, a, a half measure for a shower? Give me a break. See, sometimes I don't wash my hair. Yeah, that's right. a new thing Hair is the thing that I've, yeah, it's not an everyday thing sometimes. Yeah. But, so wait, you're but sitting the there and taking the soap on your knees. Okay, I find this I mean, <laughs> No, but I mean, you're making it sound like it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm you know, splitting an atom. Like, you know, <laughs> like you, you, you do your thing. You know. And what about your back? How do you get to all that? I A mean, you do the brush. top of your back. Yeah, I mean, you try to do the best you can. I have long arms, so I try to do the best you can. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm making an attempt to get everywhere. Let's put, let me make that clear. Yeah. There's definitely parts of my back that have never been touched by soap. Directly from my well, hand. You got the water. <laughs> you got the water back there because you're a back back to the faucet. You know, exactly. I, I have another weird. I'll admit this. Sometimes there's never soap in the shower. I'll use shampoo instead of soup. Oh, oh I do the same thing. You got to yeah. do that in a pinch. Also, too, because sh- yeah. and uh, to Dak Shepard's point, the shampoo creates a ton of suds that washes all over your body, and I like right. that too. You can also use hair conditioner. Well, I you guys don't shave your legs. Well, unless mm. you do. Oh, you, unless you're hair, swimmers. Hair. Uh, is, you can use that as shaving cream. Sometimes. Of course. Yeah. And you guys go top to bottom, right? Everybody knows that part. Like you do your hair and then your face and then your body. Hair and uh, then your face. face. Yeah, mm. yeah. Top no, to I got to tell you, the, the nether regions is the first go-to for me. Immediately. Same. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's me too. Hmm. Wow. We're learning a lot today. Yeah. So like to me, it's logical. You do, you wash your hair and then you wash your face to get like any residual from your the hair washing yeah. off. And then the same thing for the, your body. You're cleaning everything off that has just cascaded down from the first Yeah, it's things. like sweeping the steps. You sweep the first step, then right. the second step, and go down exactly. and down and face, down. Face and hair is usually last for me. Yeah, like same I'm for doing me the, well. I'm doing the whole body, hmm. and then I'm doing the face, and then hair shampoo, lasts. shampoo to the hair, and yeah. beard, and then beard I'm, wash. If you, you read the back of the shampoo, it tells you, hey, like, hey, let the shampoo sit in there a little bit. Well, so I actually, I'll hit the shampoo. I won't wash it. I'll just let it sit there while I clean everything else and then hit the hair at the end. Well, see, that's a that's a thing for women because you shampoo and then the conditioner's got to sit on there for a little bit. So yeah. while the conditioner's sitting, then you can take care of everything else. My daughter, mm-hmm. by the way, tells me, uh, she follows all this on TikTok. You got, you cannot wash your hair every day. She's very adamant about it. I was like, you got to be careful about that because yeah. you don't want to kill all the oil in your hair. 
Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a new thing. That's like, remember the old food pyramid where they used to be like, eat lots of white bread. <laughs> like, wash your hair every day. It's like, no, no, no. Cookies don't eat, are good for you. Yeah, don't eat the white bread and don't wash your hair. I would think too, and it sounds like EJ, you're using a lot of soap. Like that soap can dry out your face. Like you have to be. That'll moisturize. You have to be. I'm using, a, show, I'm you using got, a face wash and then I'm lotioning up. Yeah. Lotion yeah. is very important. Especially yeah. around here. So, right. If you dry. say, yes. if you did all this soaping without lotion you'd be in big trouble have you yeah. ever like not well i don't know guys might be a little bit different you guys probably go could go a little longer without the lotion i mean your skin just becomes like sandpaper so fast one thing i wish i could tell my younger self moisturize yeah that's the only thing he'd say i said 90 percent the future like i what, can't tell you but moisturize <laughs> every time i see a headline this is the key to skincare it's always moisturize 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 sunscreen moisturize sunscreen moisturize yeah the sunscreen well the quickest way to get just clowned in the black community show up ashy Oh, you, remember you Kevin to. Kevin Durant almost got clowned for that. And yes. He's like, do not make me pull my bank account on you guys. <laughs> yes, you cannot you cannot look ashy. So lotion is very, very important. Actually, speaking of Durant, I think what Dax Shepard is saying here by he only washes certain body parts in the shower, he doesn't necessarily do everything every time. It's kind of like staggering minutes. You know, this is kind of like what's going on with Phoenix. Like, I you're mean, not going to play Booker and Beal at the same time. Right? And it's a little load management-like because it's yeah. about efficiency and getting in and out. And sometimes you take the second night off because <laughs> you just played it before in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> Full shower Monday, so Tuesday you go quick. Second night of back-to-back, you're in Detroit. Eh, let it go. Wait, one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the underarms and the undercarriage, anything that is tight and sweaty, like... The, your knees do not sweat. That's what I'm saying. Bogus, you can't want to talk about. Like, yes, you clean the parts that get dirty, but you're not focusing on on the lower half as much. That I, I totally get with that. Maybe I'm yeah. gross. No, no. But, so I think my normal thing was to concentrate on the four areas that he points out. Yeah. And then you kind of, if I get a shoulder, my all my shoulder, that's great. But he's literally like, just put soap on your armpits on your the the word that Maggie yeah. likes to spell out, yeah, and then your <laughs> your nether regions. Well, also Maggie is a four year old boy. He's got dirt all of these places, Everywhere. probably ever. As an adult, I am not doing anything outside, and I'm never really dirty. Which is kind <laughs> I haven't been in a sandbox in a while. Yeah, so. not- yeah. Once in a while, we'll go on a hike, and I'll come back. I'm like, oh my god, there's actually dirt on my legs for the first time since I was 12. <laughs> no, by the end of the day, I just like look at my kid is totally covered in under his nails. Yeah. I'm like what? Well, why? I hate to say it. Our jobs do not lend themselves to having manly hands no, by any means. We're not like that. No, not we don't need that. What's that soap that you have to? use when you're a cleaner like it's like black and for real like that's the opposite of the kind of soap we no need. the worst hazard for us i don't know if you guys find this is um when you're at a game and all those little tire bits get in your shoe Ugh. really uncomfortable <laughs> Hashtag warrior right there, Maggie. <laughs> Just wait till your kid goes to recess and he comes home every day and his sneakers are full of those things that's my life now my Just front door and everywhere. my garage i can basically make new metlife stadium with the rubber pellet <laughs> Uh, the NFL. He's also tearing his ACL every day, There's which is too. really weird. That's like keep Aaron Rodgers out. Uh, yeah. The NFL usually <laughs> reviews the circumstances around a player entering concussion protocols. It seems like there are issues to find in Pittsburgh surrounding TJ Watt. Most of us remember him getting kneed in the face on the very first play of Thursday Night Football last week. Watt was checked, allowed to play, but then entered protocols on Friday. At some point during that Patriots game, he switched to a tinted visor, one you'd wear when the sun was out, which it was not, and light sensitivity is a concussion symptom. Mike Tomlin asked about that new visor on Monday. I wasn't aware of that, to be honest with you, so I don't 
I don't have a response to that. I wasn't aware that, that he changed visors or he normally wears a visor. You mean the tint of his visor was different? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, Tomlin has been vague in the past about players being checked for concussions during games. And with this one, the fact that he didn't know about the visor four days later seems a little fishy. Well, he's your most important player. Right. Yeah. So you think you think that you want to basically be up to the second on what his status is, right? And you'd think you'd go back and go, how come he was okay Thursday night, but then Friday morning he felt terrible, and now uh, he's in protocols. Like, did we do something wrong? Did we miss something? Is Do we need a new independent neurologist on the sideline? I mean, sometimes the concussion symptoms come out a little bit later, but it doesn't feel like this is one of those cases because if he needed mm. the visor right away, light sensitivity feels like a red flag. Uh, I have to tell you, I was getting looked at for a concussion on the weekend when I hurt, hit my eye. Yeah. And they said it could be hours later or days later that the symptoms hit. So there is some some weirdness around it. I think the NFL's forgot about the concussion lawsuit. Remember I think with Brock the, Purdy? Yeah, it was like the, it wasn't until the flight home from yeah. Minnesota that he and started to feel. I'm not surprised Tomlin's missing this now. It feels emblematic. Guys are coming back immediately from concussion protocol. So it feels like the whole NFL is getting loose. And I... You guys are kind of skeptical of Tom, and I totally agree. Well, I think we, you know, criticized Mike McDaniel last year. Because, yeah. Well, Tua was, oh, it was ridiculous. extremely obvious, and he's like, no, it's a back issue. I just leave this to the medical professionals, and that was not a good enough answer for us then. Mike Tomlin's doing the same thing. Definitely. So why would it be a good enough answer now? And, and I get that you can get symptoms after the fact. That's not my issue. I think people knew about the visor Thursday night, right. the visor change. Yeah. And on Monday, he still didn't have a good answer for it. Right. How do you go, I didn't know about that Monday when it yeah. was talked about. Like the Steel Somebody in the Steelers is not doing their job. Just like the PR, the media no. people who are not like prepping him correctly. Like he should have a better answer by Monday that people were talking about Thursday night, Friday morning. Well, he's a coach at a podium. He's probably lying. <laughs> well, then lie better. Well, yeah. and I think Perloff's point, though, about it does not feel like mm. it's with the same urgency of last year. Yes. Derek Carr's already had two concussions. He's out there playing. Brock Purdy had the concussion. I believe he played the next week, right? Yeah. yeah. Sunday during the Colts game, Gardner Minshew got rocked, got up, and wandered. And even the guys on TV were like, I can't believe they're not stopping yeah. this game right now because it looks he doesn't look right. And he... Kept playing. They they handed the ball off seven times in a row after that. They and Gardner Mitchell was passing every down, right. and that they knew, and they didn't do anything. They didn't even take him out of the game. It was weird. I get. I you know the Colts could have taken him out of that game. They right. knew he had a concussion, and the fact that America did, I, it's not good, right? This NFL's is not, playing. No, NFL's playing with fire. They have another two situation that ends. Hope hopefully not, but hope no. If then it's tragic or something like that's going to be talk of the conversation again. It's going to be about the concussion protocol and how they're handling it. And they're always going to look reactionary. Yeah, and reactionary a little too. And by reactionary, they're always a, a behind the. They're always behind the times. Uh, the NBA Cup hangover is real, guys. The Lakers played last night for the first time since winning the title on Saturday, and they lost in Dallas. Exum, can he be a hero? He is. He's a hero tonight. Oh, kill shot for Dante Exum. Twenty-six. His. Three-pointer here in the fourth quarter. That's Chuck Cooperstein, Mavs Radio, Dante Exum, a season-high 26. Tim Hardaway Jr., a season-high 32. And Luka had 33 points with 17 assists and a 127-125 victory. Lakers head coach Darvin Ham preaching patience. Coming off of what we just came off of, I'm, I'm truly, truly disappointed. Obviously, we didn't get the win, but 
the way we fought, it's encouraging. They're coming off three games last last week, one of which the Pelicans didn't show up for. <laughs> so they definitely couldn't have been ready to play last night in Dallas. Uh, Draymond Maybe Green, it was like a hangover. Uh, Draymond you Green know. ejected again, this time for clubbing Yusuf Nurkic in the side of the head in the Warriors' 119-116 loss in Phoenix. This is Green's third ejection of the season. The first was for two techs. The second, of course, for choking Rudy Gobert in a late-night coaching change in the NHL. The Blues dumping Craig Berube amid mm. a four-game losing streak. Guys, back to you. Is anyone else shocked that Dante Exum is scoring 26 points <laughs> in the NBA game? Is... Felt, felt a little fluky. Yeah, Dante Exum? <laughs> he's I was like, great that... all year. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who was out of the league, and he was a bust in Utah. Now yeah. he's back, and shout-out to Dallas. Great find. Coming up, Perloff goes against the grain. Plus, we see you guys on the phones. We'll get to that as well. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, where else? CBS Sports Radio. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. See you guys on the phones. But first, we love it every time Perloff decides to reach in, pull out against the grain. Against the grain. Not sure why I said it, though. Anyway, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. I was watching Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show like I always do on Tuesdays. I actually came home at lunchtime from jury duty. You yeah, guys don't believe I'm actually on jury duty. Supposed jury duty. Came you get home, to leave to go home? Sure. Ate, ate lunch in front of the TV and watched Aaron Rodgers. And there was very little football. But someone asked him a good question. Why this year are there so many quarterback injuries? You know, Justin Herbert's the latest to go down. You had Rodgers, you had Kirk Cousins, you had Joe Burrow, Sean Watson, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson, and then all sorts of minor injuries, too. Even the guys who are out there feel like they're a play away from getting hurt. So Aaron Rodgers, he, he says something funny. He goes, well, if the NFL knew what it was, uh, they would do something about it. He goes, actually, they probably wouldn't do something about it. <laughs> Regardless, I know what it is. Do you know why all the quarterbacks are getting hurt? Why was it seven different starting quarterbacks have been at, are hurt now? Yes. Do I know and, why? And you know why there's all backups by week 17? Well, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't know why, you know why? I know why. It's the NFL's fault. Because the NFL is the king of unintended consequences. So they make all these rules to protect the quarterback. What do the quarterbacks do? They're like, we are going to drop back and pass every play because we can get a 15-yard penalty. So now, if you watch the NFL, quarterbacks are not handing the ball off like they used to, Maggie. They're dropping back every play. And when does a quarterback get hurt? When he drops back. So they're making all these rules to protect the quarterback, which ironically the quarterbacks are taking advantage of, and getting out there and passing every play. Every one of those quarterbacks I mentioned got hurt on a pass play. So if you're going to triple the number of pass plays in the NFL, mm. you're going to have more quarterback injuries. So put all the rules you want in. It's just going to end up with more injuries. It's the exact same argument as the helmet theory. People say nobody gets hurt in rugby because they're not wearing helmets, so they don't lead with their helmet. If you put a helmet on a player, he's going to become a missile out there. If you say to a quarterback, we're going to protect you, he's going to drop back 45 times a game and risk injury. Mm. And he's going to play till he's 40, and his muscles are going to be... <laughs> less supple, and he's going to risk injury. You have Joe Flacco out there at 38. Watch that dude's going to get hurt. So I just think this idea of quarterback safety is ironically causing an unintended consequence that you're having more dropbacks and more injuries. Who's with me? Who's with me? Carlos, you with me? I was just telling EJ, I'm like, he makes some really salient points. There I, we I, go. You won me salient. over. I think it's like it's a pretty good argument. Yeah. Flawless victory for Perloff. Oh. Whoa! I, I mean, crown him. I... 
it's a good point. I, I just think it's not just that. Well, what is it? Oh, well, also, wait, wait, the turf also. The turf that they're keeping, the, there's bad turf out there. Now. I will give you that. But but I, I know that in this instance, guys were getting hurt when they were dropping back or on pass plays. But don't you also think guys running more? Like, yeah. You're also out of the pocket. Like Daniel Jones, it might not have been this year, but in years past has gotten hurt when he's out of the pocket. Dak's gotten hurt when he's been out of the pocket. I think that guys are running too, and they're also acting like runners because they feel like they're protected from the referees. Again, going back to your player safety. Well, actually, I put the running, the quarterbacks are also running a lot because the rules protect them when they're running too. So actually, any drop back, whether you pass the ball or you run the ball, it's just the quarterback is doing more of that now. It used to be the running back. It actually fits very well. What you're saying is is consistent with what I'm saying in the sense that quarterbacks are encouraged to run now, so they're getting hurt. Can I also give you one more? And Please. this is one I hear from college people and people scout all the time, is that the biggest hit from the biggest, uh, toughest thing to adjust to from college to pro is offensive line, and that the college offensive linemen are just not ready when they get to the NFL level. They need to be developed, yet you have less practices, fewer padded practices, and it's hard for the offensive linemen to catch up maybe more than any, like receiver, you can walk in and be Zay Flowers. You can be awesome immediately. Running back, you can be great immediately. Even quarterbacks, look at C.J. Stroud. But offensive linemen need a lot more seasoning, and these bad offensive lines are getting guys hurt too. I'll completely buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also too, the offensive linemen are asked to be doing a much harder thing to pass protect, so they Mm got to back up. It's easy to come out of college and just maul the guy in front of you. I mean, right. I could run block if I was bigger. It doesn't take as much skill. I, I think it all works together. There's also so much quick game now in college. Everything is screen passes. Yeah. Everything is swing plays. Like, there isn't so much of that we're going to drop back seven steps and make yeah. you you get rid of the ball somebody. really fast. Yeah, quarterbacks getting rid of the ball so fast. Basically, the spread offense was created in part to help off the lines that were poor. That was oh, yeah. They, Art Riles. Yeah, Art Riles exactly. in Texas high school took it to a new level. He moved everybody out to the exactly. edges because he was a smaller team. Exactly. Uh, sorry, can I just up that? It's really good. I'd be curious if anyone else has any thoughts. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be this great deep thinker. He's never had any thought about why quarterbacks are getting hurt well, more. Actually, I thought about that, too, because he loves when the uh, authority is wrong about something. And my favorite thing, the NFL has this tendency to make a rule that has the exact opposite effect of what they want. Yeah. They do it time in and time out again. And that's why I really enjoy thinking. About I could be wrong, but I would like to see the NFL try to do something and screw it up. Because every they, I still see concussions all the time. Meanwhile, Every single week. You know what's on the docket right now in the winter meetings for the owners. Yeah, the tush push. The tush push. This could be RIP tush push. How many quarterbacks are getting hurt on quarterback sneaks? It is Wednesday, which means we do great debate series around here, inspired by the week's news. What do we have in store for you today? You'll find out in a matter of moments. Thank you for long. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.